Hi, it's the Secret Golf Podcast and I'm Diane Knox. I hope you're doing great. On the podcast this week, well, it's an LPGA Tour special. I'm really excited for this one. So in the golf world, well, PGA Tour is going to be back in two weeks. And we'll be talking about that more in the run-up. But over the past couple of weeks, I've been catching up with all of the LPGA Tour players that we have in the team. Already on podcasts, you've heard from Jarena Piller and Brittany Lincecum. And I've got three of them this week for you. It's so funny because I've been doing these Zoom video chats. Okay, so um, when this all started, we were like, how can we connect with our, you know, golfers now? And, you know, we're not going to be seeing them in the flesh in person. So how can we do some kind of video? Do we record on FaceTime, blah, blah, blah. I'd never heard of Zoom until we started using it for this. And I think going forward, it's going to be a great thing to do. Um, right, so all the videos are online on our Secret Golf social media. And if you go to Vimeo, the video website, and search for Secret Golf, you'll find them all there as well. So I did say there's going to be three today. Um, and it's funny because all three of them are in very different parts of the world and in very different circumstances right now. The LPGA Tour is set to return mid-July. And well, of course, it's going to be different. So I talk about that with all of them, talk about their games, life at home, what they've been working on, the pandemic and, you know, how they feel kind of going forward. Really good stuff. Um, they talk a lot about drills and with golf courses being closed in some places, open in others, you know, how they've been spending their time and getting themselves ready for the season to resume. So I have Gabby Lopez, Brittany Lang, and Sandra Gall. Now, going to start with Gabby Lopez, two-time winner on the LPGA Tour. Her first victory came November 2018 at the Blue Bay LPGA over in China. And then she followed it up at the start of this year with the Diamond Resorts Tournament of Champions in Orlando. It went to a seven-hole playoff, and that's just a brilliant story in itself. But Gabby, being Mexican, she was back there spending time with her family and her boyfriend, and we caught up with her to find out what quarantine has been like. Quarantine has been fun. Um, has been mentally a little bit hard at times to get a motivation or, you know, kind of look for the next challenge, I would say. But definitely has been fun. I mean, you know, being with my family, being with my friends, with my boyfriend, and being able to spend time with them uh, with a normal basis routine uh, that we don't actually get to do that that often because we're always traveling. It's fun. It's a blessing. And uh, thank you. Thankfully, everyone here is is healthy. Where are you right now? I'm in Acapulco, Mexico. Okay, it's a beach about three hours and a half from Mexico City. Driving. Good. So, how's today? The day after Cinco de Mayo. Well, uh, it's funny because here in Mexico we don't actually celebrate Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> I do. That. I yes, I mean it is such a big deal. Other in, in in so many places in the states in Australia, you go to Europe and everyone just you know celebrates and takes the perfect excuse to take some tequila shots or tacos. So um, yeah, I guess it's Cinco de Mayo every day here in Mexico. Exactly. Right. Well, let's talk about LPGA Tour and the two wins because we talked to you after the Blue Bay LPGA victory, which was your first victory, which was amazing. And it was so special. There were so many things about that week that just 
all came together. Um, and then, of course, to get the second victory at the start of this year at the Diamond Resorts Tournament of Champions in Orlando. Tell us about it, because it went to the Monday, it went to a three-way playoff, and it took a long time for you to get the trophy. I know. It was a different experience, for sure, than my first win. My first win, I was definitely striping the ball. I was hitting it so good, so close from the hole, so... I mean, it's really, to be honest, it's hard to play good when you're hitting it so close. Mm -hmm. But this time in Orlando, my, my caddy did an, a great job, an amazing job. Um, being able to adjust with, uh, with my play, with my... From an injury that I had, I went to the hospital in December. And I mean, just that transition for me, my off season was really hard. I was uh, having a hard time with hitting the ball straight um, in, the, in the driving range. And after, you know, my caddy did a great job. But yeah, I mean, I've never been in a playoff before. This is my first time and sharing it with Amy Park, you know, player of the decade and NASA, which is an amazing, tremendous player from Japan. It's just a unique opportunity. So I was looking, looking forward to, to Monday. Um, that Sunday, when I played the final round, my caddy said to me, he told me, Gabby, if we get to 13 under, we have a chance to win the tournament. We, we just need to get our, jo our job done. Yeah. And yeah, so, I mean, we were, we, had, we were five shots back. We played amazing on Sunday and uh, we made a whole lot of putts and, you know, we kind of built momentum and, yeah, seven holes of playoff was was just crazy for me at the beginning. But then I couldn't sleep on Sunday and I woke up like full of energy on Monday. And I mean, the temperature just changed so much. The temperature was um, in Celsius. It was about 20 at three, five degrees Celsius. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I remember it was the PGA merchandise show in Orlando starting on the Monday and it was the outdoor demo day and it was so windy. I mean, it was blue skies, but it was so cold and windy and, yes. and, and we kept checking our phones because we wanted to see how you were doing and we're like, it's on the seventh playoff hole. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, to be honest, it was a really hard, hard hole uh, to, to finish in. Uh, it was 200 yards and we were playing into the wind, into a hole that it kind of looks like an island. Mm -hmm. And I told the rules officials, like, hey, guys, we need to change the hole if we actually need, <laughs> we want a champion. We're going to um, be stuck here for another nine holes. But, yeah, luckily I had the good read and I had the good speed and the ball went in. Yeah, obviously the debut victory is one that you're never going to forget. And we touched upon it earlier, but um, that week, you know, you dedicated it to your grandmother, you had an ace. I mean, there was just so many things going on that week. But how did the second win compare to that? Was it a completely different feeling? It was a completely different feeling, for sure. My first win, you know, I, I guess the first one is the most emotional one because you totally kind of break through your doubts. You break through, you know, your obstacles and how sometimes mentally we think we cannot achieve something you know our, our minds can't sometimes play play this tricky game that kind of puts us down 
But uh, being able to kind of win Gabby versus Gabby, I think that was the biggest win. And definitely Orlando was emotional, but I think it was more energetic. You know, yeah. it was full of energy when, when I finished and I wasn't crying. But my coach that I was actually very fortunate to have there on Monday, he saw me win the playoff and it's the first time you know my coach kind of gets to see me win and to watch me win and I think that's you know the best satisfaction that a coach can have is being able to see all the many and thousands of uh you know hours put into practice and now watching it you know paid off mm -hmm. so yeah it's been it's been fun and it's been a journey full of process and uh, ups and downs but you know, with the right people, I think we all can achieve anything we pursue. And as you say, it's the mental struggle internally that no one else sees, you against you. And when you have a situation like that, where to get your follow-up victory, to endure that sleepless night on Sunday, then the seven playoff holes against the one of the greatest female golfers on the LPGA. <laughs> exactly. For you, it must be validation that, you know, not only did I get that first win, but I've backed it up with a second one. Like, I 100% deserve to be doing this often. Exactly. For sure. And, you know, it just kind of brings the momentum and just the energy as in, okay, it's not, I didn't win the first time by, by any luck or I didn't win it by chance. I, I won it because I can win another time. I can win a second time. And, you know, now I'm, I think I know Gabby much better under pressure and I think that's the whole deal you know the better we know ourselves under pressure how we react to shots how do we walk how do we breathe how how we're thinking internally and I think that just um the more aware we are of those little things the better you know you're gonna face and confront the the obstacles and the next challenges yeah well this is a challenge that we're all in now but for you to start the season in January with the win you have that momentum at the beginning of the year two months later everything's cancelled mm -hmm. and there's this big question mark hanging over everything how do you deal with the frustration that comes with that yeah for sure I mean it's hard it's hard like I said to be motivated every single day to work to work out to hit balls and you know, to me, mentally tight, it's, it's hard. But um, I think I really needed this pause to be able to change my swing as in technique-wise. Okay. Um, in, in November and December, I got into a neck injury and that had to make me change my whole swing. I really need to change the whole pattern of my swing. And that took weeks of me shanking the ball uh -huh. before I went to Orlando. And, you know... My caddy, like I said, he did an amazing job adjusting into what are we going to see this week. It's not going to be the striping ball, Gabby. It's going to be the funky uh, that has to probably make birdies with the putter and not with the, the irons, right? So, um, yeah, this pause has been absolutely amazing for me to be able to change my swing because it takes months to, to perfect and being able to kind of have a consistent swing over the changes you're making. So what changes have you made? What have you been doing? Yeah. <laughs> so the biggest reason why I had the neck injury was because I was coming a little steep on my downswing. So every single time 
I was doing this, my oh. neck, oh. you know, I was, my, my hands were just going steep um, in my backswing, in my downswing. So that was causing lots of stress and the joints and, and the muscles in my neck. And I really need to shallow a little more the club. So I have, you know, more distance. I have more consistency and I have less time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's important, especially for the age yeah. of the career that you have ahead of you. Exactly. What do you work on, like when you're making such a dramatic swing change, how do you, what are you working on? Like what kind of drills are you doing and how do you right. physically change that? It's hard because sometimes doing, let's, let's say the same drill over and over and over again, and you don't see the ball going anywhere you see the ball going left and then right it's really frustrating because you don't really trust that you're gonna hit it nicely or good one day Mm -hmm. um but that's why my coach has been a huge key of this process because he's told me Gabby you really need to trust me in this like we need to make this change and some of the drills that we're making is you know uh grabbing the club with an alignment stick um, and having the alignment stick on the left side of my body. And so whenever I would go on my backswing and in my downswing, having the stick attached to my grip, um, in order for me not to hit the stick w- to my body, it just makes me turn and move left. Uh-huh. So uh, there's a lo- lots of different drills, um, you know, trying to also working on early extension uh, and wrist positions and, basically being able to have my right arm very softly because if I have my arm softly um, or soft, I can shallow the club much more than if I just pull a little bit with my right arm. And as you say then, this break has come at the ideal time in that sense because it's given you so much time to work on this and, and get ready for the rest of the season. So totally, yeah. I mean, I, you would never believe how I... I could win a golf tournament with you know the ball striping hitting part that I was having in December I mean it was really frustrating I I I got to Orlando with almost zero practice on putting because I was so focused on my green and my backswing and my downswing and my coach my coach told me hey you really need to get some putting in into before we play the tournament you haven't putted at all so you know having low expectations have always been I think the the thing that kind of relaxes you the most. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, magic things happen when, when you least expect. Magic thing happens when you trust the process and when you're more able and open to any possibility. You know, I came into the playoff knowing that I could lose and I was okay with that. You know, knowing that I, I needed to accept the result before it happened uh, was a huge part of, you know, that success golf is so mental anyway but putting in particular and yeah are you saying that well I haven't really practiced my putting and it's the thing that won me the tournament and I always think about Justin Thomas last year when he was out with his injury and couldn't swing a club and he worked so hard on his putting that he said he went completely backwards he was overthinking it over practicing and then he just got worse so sometimes like (laughs) it's so refreshing it's refreshing for all of us to hear you know you don't need to be meticulously overthinking it all the time exactly no for sure I think uh putting is is like this peaceful bubble that you want to get in you know um how are you going to relax yourself the most to 
have a good routine and come into the shot their most calm, relaxed as possible. I think that's when, you know, your body kind of moves into the right, right way. You know, you hit the right speed when your, your hands are not tense or they're not, you know, with um, lots of pressure. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's key to be able to kind of give your, your mind and mental game away from putting for a little bit and then come back because sometimes as uh, the more you practice, um, kind of the more tension, the more expectations you have. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, practicing smart, of course, getting your practice in. But at the same time, I think accepting that sometimes missing putts, uh, they're not always going to, I mean, if you make, if you hit a good putt, it might not go in. Yeah, exactly. What is your, when you're at a tournament, what is your um, warm-up routine? So going from the range to the putting green, what are you working on or what are you doing at that stage to get loose and get ready? I like to have hour and 20 minutes of warm-up. As in, I, depending on how far the, you know, the driving range, the putting, the chipping green. But I like to start with my putting. I like to do good 20 minutes of putting, uh, hitting short putts, seeing the ball roll in. I like to hit some 15-footers right to left and 15-footers left to right and hitting some lag putting. I think that's, uh, that's, that's always been, you know, important to get the speed right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the last couple of minutes, just having one ball and kind of creating this scenarios that they're in the golf course, you know, that you only have one chance, you have one ball and uh, try to be, uh, and the momentum as easy we were competing already. Mm-hmm. And then after putting, I would go hit balls. Um, I like to do it that way so my body stays as warm as possible. Sometimes when we play in really cold environments, I you just kind of cool down and you need to rewarm up after, you know, 30 minutes. So, yeah, yeah going to the driving range, hitting some, you know, three-quarter shots, uh, starting with my wedge all the way to my driver. And... Um, I like to talk uh, the par three distances with my caddy and being able to see what are we going to hit in, you know, hitting eight irons, we're going to hit hybrids, we're going to hit five irons. And um, it all depends of, of course, the pin position, but it's really important to be able to visualize before you get to the hole, what are you going to hit? And after that, I like to finish with some chipping um, and bunker, bunker shots and off we go. Okay. Do you hit every club in the bag on the range? No, I don't. <laughs> I like to do all wedges. That's, okay. I, I like to do all wedges. Um, but I, then I do either pitching wedge or nine iron. And then I go to eight iron, six iron, five wood, driver. Okay. And then other days I will do the other way. It will be nine iron, five, seven iron, five iron. So I don't get it into the same <laughs> clubs every time. Good way to think about it. How are you feeling about the return of golf and the return of the LPGA Tour? Are you raving to go? Is there something that there's a little bit of apprehension over still? Or how do you feel? No, I think I'm ready. Uh, I've been, you know, waiting for, of course, it's good to practice. It's good to, um, I don't know, be with your friends and family. But there's a point when I think we all need our our own space. And I think that's, you know, the LPGA competing and being on the road for me, that's my Gabby's time. And 
I am so energetic right now. If we put a golf tournament tomorrow, I'll be so happy and ready to go play. I think every LPGA girl is like that, you know. I think everyone is just so anxious of the returning, um, the return to to competing, and I that's gonna be really amazing to see how everyone is so prepared. Being able that I think the you know the level of competition is gonna go up so much that it's gonna be hard to win. It's gonna be um, really exciting to see who are the girls that you know took advantage the most of this time yeah exactly are you able to play golf right now or have you been doing more range work no i'm able to play okay. i've been really lucky to have a open golf course here in acapulco and that's why i came to acapulco and not stay in mexico city because every single golf course in mexico is shut down mm-hmm. so i decided to come to acapulco and get some practicing being able to hit some bunker shots and go to the golf course and you know the afternoons are very quiet so grab a cart and hit some shots and you know chip in uh chip a little bit around the greens when no one's playing so that's always really nice to have no one in the golf course and you being able to play and practice and no fans on the golf course how do you feel about that when we do get back to play yeah it's gonna be a little bit weird I think it's gonna be uh different um but I think it's you know the healthiest decision for everyone at the end of the day that's better than having no golf tournament and no LPGA or PGA and um, being able to to just play and practice and compete again uh, so everyone can see us see us on, on TV. Exactly. I mean, that's, I think, you know, the healthiest thing that we can do right now. And hopefully in the near future, we have all the fans back and it'll be fun to kind of have the energy from them. Yeah, I know it's a new approach. And, you represented Mexico before at the Olympics, so it had to be disappointing to hear that they were cancelled again, understandably for the right reasons. But, you know, I, it's just that extra year to to fight for the team again. I know. I mean, the ranking doesn't move that much because you have two years of ranking points. So, and they just paused this year. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be, of course, a new ranking. But I think, uh, you know, with, the start that I had this season, uh, the, this first tournament, is going to be okay, I think, for next year. Of course, I need to work, you know, every single day for, for that goal that I have. I mean, the Olympics has been the best experience I have ever had in, in golf. Um, being able to share the scenario with Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, and, you know, Sim- Simone Biles, and... Gabby Douglas and all these girls that, you know, you see them as superstars, you see them as superheroes. Now you're part of them. And I think that's, you know, being able to represent your country is such a huge honor. And um, I'm really excited to Tokyo 2021. Yeah. And you're, you're so proud of your country. And, and as you say, representing your country and, you know, me- Mexican golf right now is huge. If you look at the PGA tour with Abraham Anser and everything he's doing and, Carlos Ortiz, his brother. I know you were at the WGC in Mexico and you got to walk inside the rope for experience. That must have been a great thing to do. Oh, for sure. You know, having having a golf tournament in Mexico, it's always, uh, it kind of seems like a soccer match. Uh, We love, you know, the big crowds. We love the energy. We like shouting and yelling to players and, you know, having some of that energy. in my home course is one of the best things that, you know, 
we can share to people that don't actually play golf. Uh-huh. But but yeah, um, you know, Mexico has done very good with, you know, the players that we have on either tour. And I'm just really, really proud to to be able to play for Mexico everywhere I go. Good. I love it. I love it. Right, Gabby, thank you so much. It's been so good to catch up and enjoy your time at home right now, but rearing to get going and continue the year the way it started. Thank you, Diane. It was so nice to, to talk to you and I uh, can't wait to, to see what's coming into Secret Golf. I love hearing from Gabby and how crazy that she's had to spend this time getting a new swing together. Um, It's funny to think that she didn't have a clue where the ball was going to go end of 2019 and then starts January 2020 with a victory. I mean, she's very mental. That really came across like positive mental attitude and that has to do so much for her confidence. So Gabby Lopez there. Next up, our major champion, Brittany Lang, who is a former US Women's Open winner. That came in 2016 and life has been very different for Brittany lately because at the start of the year, she gave birth to her first daughter, baby Shay. So, um, you know, of course, things were going to be very different for her. She was planning to make her return to golf just really when it was pretty much called off because of coronavirus. But um, this is Brittany Lang. So cute. It's definitely worth watching the video because she's at home with her husband, Kevin, her baby daughter, Shay, and the little dog as well. And they all make guest appearances. Well, um, Brittany, this is mum life now, for sure. Um, You know, have a little bit of practice and then it's a case of coming in and feeding the baby. (laughs) Yes, it is. I know. I'm I'm thankful, though, to have this time to, well, my husband watches her in the morning to have the time to go practice and work on my game. But the minute I hit the door, there's always something to do with her, for sure. I was talking to Brittany Lincecum, who's your best friend, and we were talking a few weeks ago, and that's what she had said, you know, this time, even though this pandemic has been terrible globally, and we've all been forced to stay home, of course, there's been a break from golf, but you get this really quality time at home with your daughter, and you wouldn't have had it otherwise. Oh, it's been great. Um, It's... There's my husband, Kevin. Hello. <laughs> we have the whole family. Yeah, she's she's uh, exactly right. And, you know, especially for us, uh, just having Shay in January, you know, I would have had to kind of bust it to get back and get my body back and to get my game back. So this has been really nice, number one, to have the time with Shay, but number two, just have some time to practice and get ready so that I don't hurt myself. As you were saying, she was born in January. When were you planning to get back to full-time golf if everything had gone to plan? Um, You know, we were talking because it it actually came to the wire there um, before they had canceled the events. But um, I was probably thinking the first week of April. I thought I could probably get back in March, but my game would have been rusty and I didn't quite have my strength and power in my core. So I probably would say January... Was that three months? Jennifer? Yeah, three months uh, probably would have been good. Probably towards uh, middle April is what I was forecasting. Okay, so how do you feel now in the body, in the game, in the swing? I feel really good. I just got all my speed back in my swing probably these last couple weeks. My, 
I have my strength back. Um, you know, I've lost quite a bit of weight and I've got a lot of my strength back in my core and my swing speed and everywhere else. Um, one thing that has, I really need to work on is my flexibility. I'm not very flexible to begin with, but my flexibility is very poor right now. You know, towards the end of the pregnancy, you're so big and you can't, you can't, uh, work out a lot. So, you know, I could walk and I couldn't do a ton of stuff. I mean, but, um, yeah. So right now I'm really having to work on flexibility. So I think once that, that takes shape, I should be back to normal. Cause that's just, I think with flexibility, it just helps your swing a lot. Yeah. How do you, I mean, I guess you have to take it kind of slow and you, after having a child, you can't just rush into, first of all, like mentally expecting you to be in the same place, but then physically too, you have to go easy on your body and make sure that you're doing it gradually. Well, you know, it's actually been, I'll, I'll use this term loosely, but it's actually been fun. Um, I've, I've been so fortunate. I've never had a, I've never had an injury, so I've been very fortunate. And I, I don't necessarily think this is an injury, but, you know, it takes time and progress and patience. And um, I had a C-section with Shay. Um, their, her heart rate was dropping at times, so they, they had to do a C-section. And she's great. Everything's fine. But so there's a little bit more recovery on that. But, you know, the first couple of days in the hospital, I could uh, barely walk to the like 50 yards. That was my kind of my workout. And I mean, I'm not I'm definitely not saying I'm special by any means. I know there's women that have done way more than I'm doing right now. But now now I'm running in the neighborhood. It's just cool to see the progress. Like the first few days you can barely walk and it hurts. And then you know, now I'm, I'm running and I'm doing hit workouts and it's just really cool and fun to see the progress. Yeah, I bet. So how's quarantine been for you then? You're in Texas. Um, are things a little bit easier and a bit more kind of lenient now for you? Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, it hasn't been too different for me. I don't, I'm not much of a shopper. I don't do a whole lot when I'm home, you know, First off, Shay is a full-time job, you know, taking care of her. And um, I've just been working out and practicing. It's been nice. I've been with my family. You know, the only thing that's different is we haven't been able to go out to our favorite restaurants, but we can now. Yeah. Um, the stores have opened and everything. But to be honest, just have having her, um, I've been working out at home and practicing at our club. And it's been great. It's been really good to focus on that. What kind of practice are you doing right now then? So today I did wedges and irons. Um, I did a lot of short game towards the end of my pregnancy and a lot of short game coming back from the C-section because I needed to rest. But uh, today, I played a lot last week. Today I did wedges and irons, just trying to work on that because I feel like my short game has been worked on so much and is very sharp. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time on the range today. Okay. And what's your, like when you're at a tournament, a kind of average week, what's your warm up routine on the range every day? Before the round? Yeah. Um, Well, I always do some stretching before the range and on the range, a little bit of stretching. And I start with some pitch shots. Um, I'll usually lay a club down for alignment and I'll start with some pitch shots and some wedges and irons and woods, work my way up. But I like to lay on the alignment stick down work on some fundamentals and technique, but then also take that stick away and shape some shots, hit some draws and cuts and um, just kind of get my mind engaged with the, with the body for the day. Yeah. What's your, your go-to club, your favorite club to hit in the bag? 
You know, I probably like the seven iron. I was thinking about that today. It's, I feel like it's a perfect length, like just to set up to it. It just feels comfortable, you know, to just set up and it's a good length to have a, a nice setup and feel comfortable to swing. And, um, I always say the seven iron. How far do you hit your seven iron? Um, roughly 165 yards, which I'm, I've gotten all my yardage back, which is good. I switched shafts last year and I got about a club longer, which is always good. So, um, Shay, Shay is listening to me intently. <laughs> She's learning so much. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> um, we can see it right now, but your PXG, what shaft change did you make then? I switched from steel shafts to, can I set this right here? Of course you can. I, I, I switched from steel shafts to graphite shafts. <laughs> this is Shay. I'll show you guys her in a minute. She's probably going to spit up all over me. <laughs> She's a good girl. Yeah, I actually hadn't been fitted for shafts in like 15 years. And I went out to PXG a couple years ago. And John McGannon is their club rep club guy he is amazing it is it's such an asset to have him on staff every week but he fit me for those and I hit him great and I literally got one club longer which is outrageous to think I mean they're just a little lighter so you know the faster you swing them the further you're gonna hit them yeah um how long have you been with pxg for did you actually did you start with pxg just before you won the u.s open so funny, when I won the U.S. Open, that was the second week hitting those irons. I was not on staff with them. Um, I was playing well. My brother was like, let's try these irons. I played in Arkansas with them. We liked them and then won the next week with them. Um, but then I've been on staff, let's see, 17, 18, 19. This is my fourth year on staff with them. Okay. Wow. Yeah. The proof's in the pudding, isn't it? And if you can go out there, you're hardly going to say, well, actually, I don't want to use these clubs. And they're hardly going to say, we don't want to have you on our staff. Yeah. They, they've been a great company. I know when they heard I won with them in the bag second week, they were like, all right, we're going to sign her. I was like, this is so cool. They're such a great company. And like I said, their club rep who they have every week, he is fantastic. There's not many companies have someone like him and he's intelligent and he has a track man that he helps us so much. Yeah, good. Um, obviously, as we talked about winning the US Women's Open, what's your, what's, I mean, I'm sure the whole experience is ingrained in your brain for life, but what is like one moment of like, say the final round that really stays with you? Um, you know, I say, I go back to a lot of different things, but one of the I think one of the coolest moments that I had um, was on hole 16, the par three. Um, I made a long putt for birdie in, in, on Sunday in regulation. And I looked over at my brother who he caddied for me for 14 years. He actually, this is, he's going to stop. He got a job and he's going to be home with his daughter. But this is kind of why it's sentimental to me now. Um, I just remember looking over at my brother who I love so much and who has helped me so much and the look on his face, he's a very calm, even guy, whether I'm winning the U S open or shooting 90, he is the same guy. And he is just such an awesome person to have on the bag. I think Bailey's going to come join us here. Oh, hi, <laughs> but anyway, I remember making that putt for birdie and looking over at him and the look on his face was priceless. It was holy cow she is gonna win this tournament like 
she's going to win the U.S. Open. And I will never forget, as long as I live, that look on his face. It was just like, oh, my gosh, she's going to do this. And it was (laughs) – I know. I do, too. It was just the coolest thing. And he's the best brother. He was – he's helped me so much. But he's going to go a different path to be home with his daughter more because he misses her. But that's probably something that really stands out to me. Oh, so, well, you need to find a new caddy now. I know. I haven't really started the adventure. I know there's a lot of good ones out there, um, but we'll see how it goes. I I was listing the qualities I want, and somebody was like, so you want a caddy just like Luke Lang? I'm like, yes, I do. Leave <laughs> <laughs> yes. he can He can find you one. <laughs> I hope so. Yes, that'd be great. So how are you feeling about golf returning then? Uh, you mean since after the virus? Yes. Um, I'm interested to see. I hope everything holds up. You know, I hope I, I cannot wait to get back playing. And I'm sure most people are the same with their jobs or whatever. But I hope everything is okay. You know, the distancing and then everything doesn't go crazy when people get back together. You know, everything's spreading. So I just really hope everything stays good because I can't wait to get out and travel with Shay and play. Oh, I know. And I've been talking to, well, Jarena and Brittany Linscombe and Gabby Lopez over the past few weeks, and they've all said the same thing. The LPGA Tour, I mean, you guys are such a close-knit family anyway. And as I said, like, Brittany's your best friend. You're very close to Jarena and Stacey Lewis. And it must just be weird that you guys aren't together all the time because you're so used to being like a traveling family. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We had a, um, a Zoom call for the LPGA moms for the daycare. And, you know, I didn't think anything of it. You know, I was just like, okay, I should be on this. You know, Shay's never been in daycare. Well, it w- I cannot believe how much I've missed my girls, like how cool it was to see them. And then, I mean, I talk to Brittany every day, but with Jarena, I like texted her, called her right after. I'm like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. I missed you guys. You know, you don't realize how much you miss everybody till you see them on a, on a video call. And I just, uh, I can't wait to get back, not just to play, but to be with everybody. So when when are you going to be back then? Will you be back for the the start of the LPGA Tour season? Yeah, yeah. Well, now they're saying late July in uh, Toledo, Ohio. They canceled the team event, so um, that's going to be the next one. So about two months. But I mean, I'm itching, so I'll be at the first one. That's for sure. I'm actually going to play in the Texas Women's Open. It's not an LPGA event. Um, it's at Old American where we play our LPGA tournament. And it's June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. It's a North Texas PGA professional event. Oh, great. Yeah. North Texas PGA, yeah. So I'm going to play in that. And I'll get uh, some practice on the course we play at for the LPGA. And I'll get to play a tournament, which is, you know, it's always good practice to see where your weaknesses are and strengths and stuff. Yeah, it's been kind of cool to see that. And I actually saw that today there's like a men's tournament going on in Dallas. I think it was quite a few like PGA Tour players that were taking part in this tournament. Oh, how cool. Yeah, Yeah, it'll be something just like that. Well, we're all, you know, I love playing golf, but I live to play for tournaments. Like that's why you, I mean, that's my job. That's why I play. And I'm just like, this is so weird having so much time and not playing in a tournament. It's so strange. Um, Is there anything in particular that you're going to tweak in your game or really work on during this time and until the season gets up and running? You know, it's been really great to get back slowly. Um, First off, not to hurt myself, but second off, to really hone in my fundamentals. It's been awesome to 
work on my, I'm not the kind of player that I just set up to the ball and like my swing is really sound. I'm not that kind of player. I wish I was, but I'm not. And so I need fundamental time, which means alignment and working on swing and uh, putting contraptions to work on my stroke and stuff like that. So I've been really, really working hard on my fundamentals so that when it does come time to play tournaments, I can just go play and, you know, everything's in place. So that's been something I've really worked hard on. Are you one of these people that do you use uh, training aids, swing aids, like putting aids? And if you do, do you take them with you to the tournament and use them before you go out and play the round? I'm not a very technical person. My training aids are very simple. Uh, Like putting, I do a chalk line with six T's. So I pop a chalk line so I have good alignment. And then I just put six T's outside my putter and try to work on a nice stroke. And then my other training aid is a ruler that you can buy at Home Depot or Lowe's. And you just try to roll it on the ruler. And if you don't have a really good roll, it won't stay on it. So it's actually a great training aid. And then with my swing, I just make sure I lay an alignment stick down and work on um, just nice path that my coach and I work on. Okay. Do you have your yeah. coach out there with you right now? My, I work with Cameron McCormick. Who, he's here in Dallas. Okay. Yeah. And I went and took, I took a lesson from him. I probably should go back one more time. He's so awesome. I've only gone a couple hours, but I probably need to go back before the season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. you should have a little bit of time still to, to get yes, to I do. And as you say, everyone's raring to go. It's going to be interesting to see the PGA tour for you guys to kind of watch how they do it first of all as well. And, uh, and almost it's going to introduce us to this new world of golf that we have to live in. I know. I don't know what to expect. We actually have a LPJ meeting, so I'll see what it's all going to entail, what masks and distancing and all kinds of craziness. I know, exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, it's going to be a new golf and, uh, and no fans. Well, there might be fans, actually, by the time the LPGA Tour season starts. Um, we, I hope. Yeah, the first four PGA Tour events are going to be without fans, but, you know, you guys have that little bit extra time. So maybe, maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel for that. I know. I think it's going to be strange. And, you know, I, I, I've been telling people the LPGA, I mean, I love, don't, don't get me wrong. I love playing in front of fans, but we don't quite rake them in like the PGA does. You know, they have so many people watching them. Um, I just feel like our pro-am days are really important for our sponsors and their customers and clients and everything. So I just hope that the pro-am days can be uh, conducted well for us because that's a really important aspect for the LPGA. Yeah, and I always tell people, if you get the chance to go to an LPGA tour event, you have to go because it's such a brilliant atmosphere. It just, and I will never say, I don't want to say anything bad against the, the male equivalent, but it's just a friendly I don't know. It's a different dynamic. I always tell everyone you need to go and watch them. Yes. Well, you know, I tell people all the time, I don't know what it is. I think, you know, the girls, we just get our, our business model. We know, we know, um, where we need to work, uh, to make the LPGA move in the right direction. And we have so many just good people. They're just good girls. They're nice people. They, want you to have a good day. And I just think our, our pro-ams are just a really important day for the LPGA and the girls get the. Yeah. With incredible golf to watch at the same time. <laughs> like, That's secondary. <laughs> Excellent. Brittany, thank you so much. Thank you for taking yes. the time to talk, especially in the middle of feedings and husbands and dogs. Yes. And yeah, it's, I'm going to show, I'm going to show you guys Shay. This is Shay. Oh, 
is she? Oh my gosh, look at her. She's getting so big. Are you going to talk to her, Shay? She's going to talk to you. Oh. Oh. Are you waving? That's, that's my little Shay bellies. Oh. Oh. I did something. Oh, I'm back. She yeah. is beautiful. I know. It, the, it's crazy, right? It's just crazy. I practice, I come in, and then there's always stuff going on. It's actually quite an adventure. And, well, you've talked about it as well, that you guys were trying to have a child for a while, and then you were about to undergo IVF treatment, and then all of a sudden, before you start, you, you're pregnant. It's like it all works out the way it's meant to. You know what? It really is. And, and through it all, I just, I don't know, I just, I kept telling Kevin, everything's going to be okay. Like, I feel like we're going to have our child. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And then, sure enough, she shows up, and it's, it's way better than I ever expected it to be. That's for sure. That's nice. And I'm sure it puts golf and everything else in the world into a little bit of perspective too. A hundred percent. Yes. I mean, I still get mad at golf. Don't get me wrong. I'm not that mature, but yes, <laughs> when I know I have Shay to come home to, it's way better. Yes. Good. Right. Brittany, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we will see you out on the road in the next couple of months. Sounds good. Thanks, Diane. Brittany Lang there at home in Dallas. And uh, Brittany and Jarena and Stacey Lewis are actually playing in a tournament this week in Dallas. Just um, It's like the Texas Golf Association putting on a tournament and uh, they're all going to compete in that. So it's going to be fun to get back to tournament golf, as she said. Now, lastly on this podcast, joined by German Sandra Gall. Now, this is an interesting one because last August, Sandra was diagnosed with Lyme disease. Terrible, you know, hadn't been feeling well, knew something was up. So, um, you know, there was that. And then she just took a break from professional golf, spent more time with her family and traveling. And um, she went to some really cool places in the world. If you follow her on Instagram, um, you'll see exactly where her travels took her. Um, she did all these like retreats and um, yoga camps and stuff, but she just needed to kind of reset a little bit and was ready to come back. But, well, this has obviously delayed things. So she was saying, you know, when it gets to August, it's going to be a year since she's been competing on the LPGA Tour. Um, she's in Europe right now. So just with the, the traveling and everything, she's got a lot to kind of think about and consider when it comes to, to making her comeback. But anyway, she goes into all of that and she's been spending this time working on clubhead speed, which is very relatable, goes through some of the drills as well. So this is Sandra Gall. Uh, I am in Prague, Czech Republic. I got here on Thursday. Oh, good. So have you been in Europe for this whole quarantine phase? Yes, I got to Europe uh, the 25th of March. Okay. Yeah, so that would have been like just a couple of weeks after it all kind of started, I guess. Yes, well, it was just starting in the US, but it was already, you know, fully blown in <laughs> Germany. So mm -hmm. how have things been there? Do you still have to stay inside or do you have some freedom to go outside? Um, no, it's different. So I actually was in Germany until Thursday and they started opening things up maybe two, three weeks ago and Czech Republic as well, but they're more strict here and they also have very, very little cases, but you have to wear a mask outside no matter what. And it's really tough to cross the borders as well. It's not so easy. And, um, yeah, they're very strict here. Gosh. So how's it going to work for you coming back to the US then? Do you have to kind of go, come back and then go through like a, a two-week quarantine period over here? 
I'm not exactly sure because I have a green card, so I can just travel in anyways. But we just got the information that, you know, they um, the LPGA had to ask the U.S. government to let LPGA players and caddies in, like on an exemption. So, and then they said there's no quarantine, but I, then we got an email that there is a quarantine, but it's not really officially checked. You know, you just need to like basically self-quarantine. So I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work. I know. So when do you plan on coming back then? Uh, I'm not sure because at the moment we have one tournament in the US mm -hmm. and then we have three tournaments in Europe. So for me, it doesn't make much sense to go to the US for that one tournament. Yeah. So if the ones in Europe will actually happen, which is still, we don't know because of all the quarantine between countries. You know, our first event here would be Evian in France, and then we go to Scotland. So is Scotland going to be able to let us in without quarantine? We don't know. So anyway, I would stay here until we play those. And then that would be maybe by the end of August, I would go back to the U.S. probably. Goodness gracious. It really is. It's, in Florida, it feels like things are starting to get back to normal. And then with the PGA Tour returning in two weeks, I guess we're all going to be watching that just to kind of see... The new, yeah. the new president that I guess has to be set in the world of golf and in all golf. So it's yeah. interesting to see. I think we'll all be really curious to watch how everything goes with them. Um, we had a call with the LPGA last Wednesday and we're talking about all the measurements they need to take during tournaments and it's quite staggering. Um, you know, doing the testing two, three times a week and um, no player dining, basically, maybe just like a grab and go, no locker rooms, no player transportation, no fans, probably no guests either. It's, it's tough. <laughs> How do you feel about that personally? I think everybody, we all want golf to be back up and running and any chance to play, of course, you know, it's what you do for a living. And I'm sure you're itching to get out on the golf course and start mm -hmm. competing again and playing in tournaments. But everyone has their own personal view on things as well. How do you personally feel about it? You know, are you going to feel calm and safe if those measures are in place at a tournament? Um, uh, yeah, I actually am not so worried about the tournaments. I think... It's going to be just, it's going to be an adjustment, just time scheduling wise. I think practice rounds are going to be different. You're going to have tea times. It's going to take a long time to get the testing down two, three times a week. So I think a lot of time spent practicing or resting is going to be just revolving around getting tested. Um, I'm more worried about the traveling. I think, you know, you're still going to sit down next to lots of strangers on airplanes. Um so the chances that you're going to get it are definitely higher. Um, but on the other hand, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the traveling is what worries me most, not the, not the tournament play. Yeah. And as you say, it's going to be an adjustment to your scheduling because you're going to have to get to the course probably earlier than normal. And mm -hmm. transportation is going to be different. So you're right. It is going to be, it, everything's going to take longer. And mm -hmm. you're going to have to adjust your schedule accordingly. Yeah. They said it's going to be kind of like junior golf. You just basically park, pick up your bag, <laughs> grab a sandwich, go to the, go to the uh, practice, you know, and that's, and then you just leave again. There's not going to be any hanging around, nothing. 
I actually kind of like that. I think that would be quite <laughs> go back to. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> so yeah. let's talk about your golf because 2019, we caught up with you. Um, it would have been probably towards the end of 2019. You were in Europe mm-hmm. and you had some health issues. You'd taken some time off and didn't play mm-hmm. for a large chunk of time in, in that last year. So how, how are you doing now health-wise, first of all? Yeah, well, that taking the time off has really gotten long now. <laughs> it's going to be a year in August, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing good. I'm, I've really been on quite a journey this past year, just personally and also health-wise, um, that really settled down towards the end of last year. And... Um, and yeah, just uh, I think taking time away and connecting more with my friends, with family, and um, just for things that I usually never have time for, kind of like the normal life we say, uh, has been really uh, very nourishing and really beautiful. And I'm also looking forward to playing now. Um, it has been a long time off. Um, but it was it's really an interesting experience just to step out of that whole whirlwind of constant travel. But I think everyone has experienced that now, you yeah. know, since Corona. And I think most of us that play were pretty blessed that we didn't have to worry so much about financial stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not like other people that are, you know, affected by the situation. So I think all of us could really kind of slow down a little bit. I think that's exactly it. It's slowing down and it's just evaluating what's important in life and if we really need to be going 100 miles per hour all the time mm-hmm. I think that's the positive that we can take away from it but yeah and you know what's interesting I before before I went to Germany and I was getting ready to play tournaments to start in whenever that was mid-March mm-hmm. I was practicing so hard I was getting ready and I was kind of frustrated with a few things and then obviously you know everything blew up and I started working on my game kind of inside in front of a mirror and just doing like dry swings and really not having any visual. I didn't have a simulator. I didn't have any indoor practice facilities. And I, once I got out on the range, I was hitting it way better than before quarantine because I was just not so fixed on the outcome. I was really working on a couple of things I did never had the time to really work on. And so now my ball striking is better than it was in early March with, with less practice. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. And it's yeah. actually something that I've heard a lot of professional golfers say yeah. this time. Because you really? have to go back to basics in that for yeah. a while you couldn't get out to a golf course anyway. So mm-hmm. being indoors, if you have a large backyard or a garage where you could have a net and a lot of these guys were still setting up their launch monitors whatever but if you're forced mm-hmm. to be in your house in front of a mirror with your golf clubs and that's all you have then you're gonna make good things yeah you're gonna make a lot of good swings right you're not just out there hitting balls and repeating some pattern that you've had for a long time so what kind of things did you notice um that got better Yes. Yeah. So I was working a lot on getting more lag. And so I was just, for example, just pushing against furniture, you know, with my club. And (laughs) so I really got more lag. I am much more aware of my club face at impact and after impact, just keeping it square for a much longer time. So my start line is much better with my irons. And um, 
now I also started working on speed. So that's still a bit of, you know, work in progress. I got those speed sticks and um, trying to improve on that. And also um, fitness wise, you know, I think I've, I, I think a lot of us have more time to do some fitness. So every day I've been doing something and I just feel stronger and more stable. So it's good. And, you know, also what's nice is once I started on the range working on some drills, I didn't feel this rush of, oh my gosh, I need to get ready in two weeks and why I'm not hitting it this way. I'm like, well, I got like two and a half months. I can just really take my time on doing my drills and not stress. And, um, but also, also not needing to be out there for eight hours, you know, just doing it more quality wise. And you say that when you're practicing inside, then you go out to the range and you notice a difference because then all of a sudden you do see the ball flight. You've yeah. had to watch that for such a long time. Are you a visual mm-hmm. person though? So when you're working indoors, are you filming things? Do you watch it back in slow motion and, and look for oh, little bit? I do that on the range. I didn't do that indoors. Indoors, I was fine with having the the mirror. Um Although I did film a couple of my putts on the putting mat because I didn't have, you know, mirror feedback. So I did that and that was really good as well. Um, I could really see what I was doing. Um, So a bit of both. I think indoors for my swing, my feel was really important to feel it. Mm -hmm. And this is a break and it's a, a break that was unexpected and a break that as a professional athlete, you don't get very often. We know that the break in professional golf for the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour, it's just not long. It's not like months and months and months off. And you started playing on the LPGA Tour at such a young age as well. Um, You were still in those college times, I guess, when you first started Mm -hmm. playing on the LPGA Tour. So it must be refreshing to be able to take this time. And especially because I know that you're into like mindfulness and you, you experienced a lot of that last year. You went through a lot of training mm-hmm. and that's, but it was probably a really good time for you to be like, okay, then I can now take this break and actually enjoy it for what it is instead of feeling some sort of panic. Yes, exactly. Um, also, I mean, I'm sure you noticed, um, I feel like a lot of people, there was like two kinds of people, right? In this break once they were like, oh, um, now is the time you can get the fittest and the strongest and you can use this time to improve everything. Enjoy. And you're just, you're just looking at social media and you're getting really nervous. Like, where am I going to start? I need to come out of this, like a superhero. And then you got these people like, oh, it's okay if you eat too many pizzas. It's okay if you have chocolate. It's stressful. Just be calm. Everything is fine. So I was somewhere in the middle. <laughs> and um, I think that um, I was really mindful of not trying to like over push myself of really improving on something. And I think that in itself was like a beautiful practice as well you know just kind of really slowing down once again still working on my stuff but not pushing you know not trying to get better not trying to be more mindful and more this and more this so um just that in itself was like enough as well so without playing competitive golf for well as you say it's going to be a year in august Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Do you feel nervous? Do you feel raring to go and super excited or maybe mm-hmm. not in the middle? Um, I'm, I don't know exactly because we're, 
on the LPGA tour, they're still discussing how this year is going to count for us. You know, it's basically what where they're at at this moment is that this year you you're basically going to start 2021 with the status you had this year. So you can't lose anything. It might be different for people with a medical. Um, I just talked to one of the LPGA people and they're still discussing what will happen to us that had a medical. But for most people, it's just going to be free will, you know, just have fun. We get this opportunity to play again. So I think there's not going to be so much nervousness because it's such a out of the ordinary situation. Um, if I only get my five medical events and I have to improve my status that puts it in a little bit different light but I am looking forward to playing and I I don't feel that nervous anyways I think I'm just more looking forward to playing after this break and seeing how uh how it will show on the golf course the way I have changed um and um just really try and enjoy it Good. That's exciting. Um, I had some people ask questions, so it's always fun cool. to, uh, to fire out some questions. Somebody asking, what's your go-to shot? Like your feel-good go-to shot when you're playing in a tournament? Okay. Uh, my feel-good go-to shot would be taking one club more and swinging smooth. Okay. Cool. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite club to hit? And my favorite club to hit, um, I, I always say it's my putter, um, just because it gets the ball in the hole and that's the most fun part. Uh, not many people would say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's so fun. I mean, I remember, you know, the Solheim Cup in Germany playing in front of so many fans and making putts was like the best thing ever. <laughs> Yeah. What what year were you? You played in the Solheim Cup twice now, haven't you? Yeah. So what was it? Twenty eleven and and twenty fifteen. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. What what moments really stand out for you in both of those Solheim Cups? Um. Well, they're so different. In twenty eleven, I was so nervous and I did not play very good. Um. But there was just such a great team atmosphere. Like I just still, you know, we had like, such a great time. And 2015 was everything. I I played really good. And I just remember, you know, like I said, I remember making a lot of putts and um, the crowds just going wild and knowing I had a lot of my, you know, friends from back when I was playing amateur golf in Germany. And just those fans out there was like, I mean, you can't describe with words. You were so nervous and yet you were playing good and making putts and all these cheer cheering crowds was amazing um so those yeah those just stand out for me and you've played in the olympics as well yeah presenting germany how do those compare you know playing in a solheim cup against people well first of all on a team with some people that you're playing with on the lpga tour week in week out but then also Mm -hmm. competing against others but then also representing your country on that global platform how do they compare yeah, um, very different um, because the on-course experience was so different. You know, Solheim Cup is so intense with so many people looking only at a handful of flights or groups, right? It's very intense. And whereas the Olympics, there wasn't that many spectators. So it wasn't nearly any close to that kind of atmosphere. Yet 
you felt like you're a part of something bigger um, just by being there in that arena, meeting other athletes, knowing you're on national TV in Germany, which we never are. Um, so it was like a grander scheme, but it was not so palpable on the golf course. Speaking of which, there's so much talk about the Ryder Cup right now and whether yeah. you play the Ryder Cup at the end of the year without fans. What do you think? Oh, of that? oh that would be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine us having that describe that to you, what that feeling is. I cannot imagine playing the Solheim Cup or the Ryder Cup without fans. I think that would be such a such a shame. Mm-hmm. I think so too. It's mm. going to be I mean, it's just they're, you know, they're half and half. They have to root for, you know, Europe or the US and that's what's all the fun. Yeah. Mm. Uh, someone else asking a question here and it goes back to something you were talking about with club head speed. What drills do you have for getting your club head speed up? Okay. Yeah. Um, I've thought about that a lot. So uh, the speed sticks would be one. Um so there's different drills with the speed sticks, but they have like a whole protocol. I'm sure you can find it on their website. Um, then I, oh, how would I describe this? I have like a, a band that I can wrap around, um, whatever, something, a pole or whatever. And then I kind of pull on it and create lag and use my whole body to create that lag versus just my arms. Um, so, and I do that with some speed and I do that for a few reps and then I'll just take a club and I'll kind of really with speed, um, hit something that's, you know, fairly soft. So I can really use all my power with that club, like with the, not with the bottom of the club, but with the middle of the club. And I just like really bang against something really hard. Um, so I have that resistance. So I feel my body really speed up and I can feel that lag. And then the last one, I kind of am working on using the ground more um, in my drive. So I'm, you know, what Rory does, like when he's at the top, he kind of squats a little bit and then he goes up and really creates that speed. So I might use a resistance band that I stand on and wrap it around my shoulder. So it pulls me down. So I have to actually, you know, use my legs to get up again. So those are just a few. I love hearing those because it's so many things that amateur golfers can go out to on the range and play around with. And and sometimes you yeah. see all, like TV commercials for every gadget under the sun to help improve yeah. the golf game. But it's nice to know that you can take a resistance band or you can be hitting a pillow in your house, you know, anything just to, to help with that. I think the importance is to do it really regularly. Um, you know, even if it's like a little bit every day, you get faster, but you can't expect to just like gain speed like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw on your Instagram before you swinging on the range with a towel tucked under your arm. I've seen Rory do the exact same thing as well. Okay. As well. Yeah. Hey, talk us through what you do with that. Um, yeah. I uh, sometimes get a little bit across the line at the top of my swing. So this has me stay online and also connect my arms to my body more. So they, my arms don't, you know, they sometimes do that extra move at the top so this is more connected so I'm a little bit more three-quarter in my swing and just really in sync um uh, yeah I think those are the main reasons yeah that kind of connects to another question what's your range routine when you turn up at a tournament and you're about to play how early do you get to the course and what's your what's your routine like before you tee off 
Okay. Um, it's been so long. Okay, let me think. If I have a tea time at, let's say, 10 o'clock, I would show up at, I would say, 8.15 and have like 15 minutes to gather whatever, some food and get my stuff from the locker room, walk around, you know, put sunscreen on, whatever. Um, maybe do a little bit of stretching in the locker room as well, warm up. And then I'll probably have another hour and 20 minutes, hour and 15, and I'll go to the putting green. Um, probably spend, I'd say, 15 to 20 minutes there, do my drills, get the speed right. Then I'm going to go to the chipping green, um, go to the bunkers, hit chip shots, get a feel for the grass, the, the sand, the speed. And then I'm going to go to the range, um, spend about half an hour there, and just before I go out to play, I'm going to hit a couple more putts and then I'm ready to go. We need to see the ball dropping in the hole before you tee off. <laughs> yes, yes. A couple short ones, yeah. Good. What's your, um, what's your favorite on-course snack? If you get hungry during a round, what do you like to snack on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. I've, I've, it's changed a lot, but I think it always used to be kind of a peanut butter sandwich of some sort. Um, sometimes I'll layer bananas in there or just honey. Um, yeah, so that and an apple or a banana, mm, some nuts. That's pretty much it. Sometimes I'll take a bar with me as well, like a protein bar or protein shake. After watching the the match part two on Sunday uh, with Tiger and Phil and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, if you mm -hmm. had to pick another athlete or a couple of athletes from any other sport to play with, who would it be? Oh, I thought that they should have put some women athletes in there. I know. I've been saying this. <laughs> a lot of people have been vocal about this. We can go back and we can talk about that um, because, yeah. you know, there's been a few things that have happened in golf over the last couple of weeks where there's been TV coverage and it's like golf is back. But it's only part of golf that's been back because... It was only, you know, yeah. like a couple of weeks ago when they had that drive relief, whatever it was. Um, yeah, we also were saying with some friends, yeah, it would have been nice if they put some LPGA players in there. Um, I, I get it. I get that they, you know, people want to see those big names and they draw a lot of money. But I think there's so many great women athletes that could have been, you know, just as uh you know just as successful and um yeah whatever I've seen. I don't know why Serena Williams popped to my mind but I don't think she plays golf but you know it's just like a name um non-golfer obviously but um I think you know from from our tour I mean pick anyone they would have been fun and um super relatable and approachable and um yeah I think they need to do that next the thing that annoyed me about it, and it was the very first one um, with Rory and DJ and Ricky and Matt Wolf, was that they had so many, um, they had to fill a lot of space, I guess, because it was a live broadcast. So they had mm -hmm. to have people that were acting as contributors. There was no females, even as a contributor, to give their opinion uh, on it. Yeah, okay. I, to be honest with you, I actually didn't see the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw the second one, and then actually um, Amanda was... Yeah. at least during the 
doing the interviews there, right? Yeah, she did great. It was amazing to watch. That was great, yeah. But that's embarrassing that I didn't have any women <laughs> on the first one. I mean, that's that's not fair. Not fair at all. And I think like this time right now as well, when golf courses are open and you guys are preparing to go and compete in tournaments again, so you want to be tournament ready. Now's the time to be able to do these things. And yeah, have fun. And let's have some male male against female matches. We can have some team matches. We can have mixed oh, teams. Yeah. Now's the time to be experimenting and having fun with all of this because yeah. why not? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I agree with you. Um, yeah, we we're saying the same thing. A couple of my friends are boycotting watching it. They were so annoyed. <laughs> and I read something today about um Naomi Osaka, the tennis player, she's just become mm-hmm. the highest paid female athlete of all time. And she wow. Serena Williams. And I read it and was like, that's amazing. But it just shows, you know, tennis as a sport is so far ahead of golf when it comes to this gender gap. Yes, yes. I, I always said that. I mean, years ago, they matched up the prize money with the men. And um, I always wonder, because, you know, what we get from sponsors or tv is well it's a thing of demand right Mm -hmm. they want to watch more of the men than they do us Uh, although our demand is rapidly growing yet for some reason tennis just kind of sat down and decided one day we're just going to make the prize money equal and that's it and and that was the end of the discussion and i feel like that I mean, how did they do that? <laughs> and when they make the decision to do that, there is no discussion afterwards. It's like we are the governing body. It's us who decide to do this. We've made the stance to do it, and that's it. End of discussion. Mm-hmm. This is how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we can only hope that golf seems to be heading in the right direction at times. You know, there's things yeah. that you just think, "Come on, we're banging our head against the wall here," but mm-hmm. like it, it is going to head that direction. Yeah, I hope so too. And I definitely hope there's going to be more matches between the men and the women. Hey. Mm. <laughs> that was off on a tangent, but it's important, you know, hopefully it will, mm-hmm. it will level out mm-hmm. and they'll maybe see that there's a bigger a bigger golf space out there. It's not just focused around maybe 10 players that they have on their radar. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But thank you so much for your time. It's been great to catch up. And um, yeah, I guess still a little bit of a question mark over scheduling and what's going to happen. But um, at least you're getting to play golf and and feeling excited about it. Yes, yes. Well, thanks for having me. Always nice talking to you. Thank you. And uh, (laughs) once once seasons get up and running again, we'll be able to catch up and see how it's all going. (laughs) Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed hearing from our LPGA Tour players on the Secret Golf team. Well, three of them anyway. Hopefully we're going to catch up with Stacey Lewis in the next couple of weeks. Thanks for listening to the podcast, as always. Um, As I said, all those videos are online. If you want to see the actual video that goes with the audio, it's on our Secret Golf social media and also on Vimeo too. If you just go to the Vimeo website and search for Secret Golf, you will find it there. We're going to be back with another podcast next week, counting down until the PGA Tour resumes. It's actually two weeks today until the, uh, the Charles Schwab challenge I don't know why I find that so difficult to say but it's at Colonial Um, Ryan Palmer is a member of Colonial so we're going to try and catch up with him before that and anyway that's all still to come and um, yeah we'll be back with another one next week